This is Perry Mason Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we're hitting that chapter five tonight. Um, and I got to go ahead and say, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not, not happy at all. Unhappy? I, I just... I didn't need to see EB with blood out of his mouth and looking there all <laughs> blue. And I'm just... Uh, well, hey, I, was, it, I was less of a man there for a few yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we were finally able to confirm for you that he was dead. We did see the body. Um, I'm glad yeah. all of you are now on my page. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was right there with you oh, the whole time. Get off your uh, horse over there. Oh, this, this was him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Wait, leave, me in the, leave me in the ditch to die It was right a cute there. thought. Yeah. It was a real cute thought you had. I, don't even. You two both bastards were sitting there like, oh, somebody's going to in there and save him right at the last minute. Oh, no. look, Della's at the door. No. I, I was you just know? asking, you know, giving you a way out, and uh, you took it. Whatever. Negative. Whatever. Anyway. Speaking of Della, cool ass opening intro of her standing in front of the Perry, but the Mason was yes. with you. They've done a good job with that Perry Mason every yeah. single episode. I yeah. mean, anyone who listened to us knows how much we drool over these opening scenes, and then just to see them have the same font and somehow do something different each and every time. Yeah, yeah, just bravo, kudos, kudos man, kudos to that stuff. But overall episode, though, I'm gonna go ahead and say hey. not one of my fa- one of my weakest of all the series. Because we really didn't get anywhere. We well, didn't, I, I, I guess, guess uh, more, not that I didn't enjoy it or necessarily that it was weak. It was just that I'm surprised. I mean, I knew that we needed to get to this whole Perry Mason becoming a lawyer situation soon, which I thought would have happened probably two episodes ago. Um, but now that we only have three episodes left. Correct. Three, uh, I mean, things are winding down quick and... I mean, this was the fastest feeling episode. Like, all of a sudden, the end credits were there, and I was like, oh, wait. That's what I'm saying. We, we like, didn't do anything. We, I mean, you really look at it. It was a blur. You know, it was an absolute blur. Well, we got, you know, almost a, probably almost an almost a 10-minute sequence of Perry with his kid. and Perry with his kid. We got uh, the church sequence where she's healing the guy in the wheelchair with polio. That was a fantastic scene, though. Uh, I mean, it's awesome, yeah, but it, once it, again... It I'm has just, nothing to do with... I'm just not sure. <laughs> like, is it... Is it time well spent? No. I guess is my thing. Yeah. Um, you get this stuff with Drake, which I think is going to be more understandable because of where his trajectory mm-hmm. is going um, as far as... I think his was really good character development. Right. That is going to pay off by the end and hopefully season two if, from things that I'm hearing and reading about the show. Yeah. I think it'll. I think what they're doing with his character is going to pay off. Yes. Uh, I'm just not sure about the sister Alice edge yet i'm right there with you uh, like five episodes in of an eight episode series you would feel like you would have a little bit more of a grasp of where these character arc story story arcs are going to intersect or have a punch or meaning to where you're going in this and i'm still up in the air with all of the characters does that make sense yeah but i do think they may do it, and like I said, I never watched the original show. I don't know anything about it, but I can easily see it could lead to a point where they're not giving us too much because they're going to ambush certain people on the stand. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think Enos is going to die in the street. No. I think he's going to be put on the stand and be backed into a corner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Now, maybe after that, he comes at somebody with a gun and they have to put him down or whatever. But I feel like they're saving it up. Even the DA, you know what I mean? Like somebody's going to have to light him on fire. Yeah. Like, I guess, 
I guess I'm very curious, you know, of course you want to say you're predicting this. I wonder what the end game of this series is for season one. You know, you know, do you want to keep it like the original series? Again, like none of us have really watched it, but you know, what I do know is, is that, you know, it's an episode where you have this big revelation. Perry does his, his show of masterfulness in the courtroom. And then there's the whodunit with the big secret that you unveil. It's like know. a lawyer Scooby-Doo show. Like, exactly. I mean, at the end, it was like, hey, you didn't have all this evidence, but bam, we're giving it all right to you. Yeah, and, and the viewer's like, oh, wow. Are we going to get that same kind of effect? Or are they really just going to kind of keep this more of a drama line of what's going to happen to all these people before we get into that kind of style? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I think I it's going to be very gonna, much Perry Mason. We're going to get courtroom drama here pretty soon, I think, okay. which I'm looking forward to. I am too, because it'll be a great shift in where we've gone. Like, I love the first five episodes of, you know, we know who he is, how he's operated, his connection with Pete, the whole nine yards. I love all that like that. But if for the show to make such a big shift, like now he's the attorney stuff, it's really got to get into it hot and heavy. Well, I mean, and they kind of did by the end of this episode when he's sitting there with Della in her, I guess, kitchen. Yeah, and he's giving this speech and everything, and her eyes just light up. Uh, oh, it, it's I an have opening my statement. Oh, it's, it's huge. Oh, yeah. Well, you drop all the f bombs and <laughs> shit like that, and it's like, oh, this is an opening statement. This is what you're trying to explain to a jury, mm-hmm. like he says, mm-hmm. which are you know, I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, and which, like she said, he knows a lot more than he thinks because he's been listening and he's been in the courtrooms with Eb when he's making these opening well, the other statements. Thing is too is he's passionate because he knows. Yes. And so that's the, that's the one oh, the common denominator is that he knows she had nothing to do with this. And he he just can't, he doesn't have the smoking gun. Yeah. You know, he doesn't I, have. And the other thing is, is that you notice that so far in five episodes, we've made zero, zero breadcrumbs, zero whatever you want to say, that points a direction at a bad guy. Only bad guy we know of is Enos because he killed, the, he killed the henchman. That's it. There is, like, you don't get anything else as far as who killed charlie like, or you know that, that we know of yet yeah well, that's the thing like you know, they might be giving us something that we're not even realized they're giving well, see, us. like when i think of like you know i'm a classic law and order guy you know and seen almost i've seen almost every episode there is literally which is scary but you know they they give you a sprinkle you know or they give you a clue here and there sometimes you don't realize they're giving it to you you know in like but they haven't shown anything with Enos, in my opinion, opinion, which is as useless as the carpet we're standing on, <laughs> um, that shows you in like even giving you a cast of people to even potentially say are bad. Does that make sense? I mean, I feel like baggardly we could say is bad, but I mean, to say he's going to potentially kill a baby or even his own grandson, that's a tough one to swallow. Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure, you know. But he is the only shady character that we don't know what's going on behind his character, you know, in, in my opinion. And the weird thing is, is they're only showing us Baggerly occasionally. Mm-hmm. Very. That, if you watch any other courtroom dramas, that usually is the smoking oh, yeah. gun. The guy. I mean, yeah, it's the guy who happens, you know, why did we just look at him during this scene? Yeah. Why was this guy important twice in this episode? But, you know, and then suddenly at the end, oh, look, it was the janitor who happened to be right there. You know, yeah. whatever. Um, it wasn't for you meddling kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't but know. But no, hey, you, make, you bring up a great point with that because like I'm sitting here trying to think the old head person who's now leading the 67 days until she's proven she's false. Yeah, oh, yeah, the reformed oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, church. Yeah, the elderly. Yeah, like, I mean, he's elder. not. Yeah, he's just acting out and against in line with his beliefs against her. So, in a way, I think he is uh, hedging his bets. 
He's still a part of the church. He's doing this part. He's saying we won't enter our temple again until until okay. until she renounces. You know what's going on. But if she does bring him back, then he can just be like, "Oh my goodness, you are the savior that you say." Miracle. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He's in a win-win. You know. Yeah, exactly. So it's like. You can be on the the winning side either way. Okay. It's possible because if you're on the other side, you know you're embarrassed. Yeah. You know? No. No, that's uh, a great not, way to look that, at it. Not that saying that's what's gonna no. happen, but yeah. I feel like the way he is seems like a businessman. Oh, he's very much a businessman. You know what I mean? So it's like I would hedge my bets too. Which also, speaking of being a businessman, this church had twenty five grand to drop on bail during the Great Depression. If that doesn't tell you how much money this thing is raking in, yeah. I really don't know what else to tell you that they were able to just do this. Cause like, I don't think the great depression has stress enough in this show of what's going on. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think they showed it a little bit with the, when Perry went to see his son mm-hmm. and the guy's talking about like 32 hey, is going to be a great year. I just want to be know, like, Ooh. the honeydew or whatever like that is yeah. going to turn around or something like that. And I was just like, uh, man, hate to break it to you, but yeah. Uh, but I mean, you see the guys, that are riding around the back of the trucks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's like day laborers, you know, I mean, like trying to go make up pennies, you know, but, just to well, no, that, If you look at all those people, they're much older. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they look 40s were, and 60s. Yeah, there was the working class, you know, field workers that were much older. Well, and like you said, like as we're watching it, that truck is the difference between living and surviving. You know, I mean, that's, that's living what, and dying or living and surviving. No, like there's a you can live life <laughs> yeah. or you can survive life. Yeah, and and I'm a firm believer in that because a person who goes and works their entire life just to be able to make ends meet and survive that's surviving to me. Or you go live life, you, there's a there's a big difference to me. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's interesting to see because you know you look at those guys that are too old to be in the back of there working mm-hmm. this long. You know, so they may have had lives before you know the bottom fell out, and this is what they've been. You know, yeah. adjusting to Two. basically you know who and then but then we go out on the beach you know we we're talking about drake's building of his character and everything first we're trying to figure out why they are in full suits with wool coats on and yeah. then you know those frigid january uh, yeah those california january's <laughs> 73 degrees instead of that 78 <laughs> It was pretty bad when it hit 71. Yeah. <laughs> a brisk 72. <laughs> you need that wool coat today, honey. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't deny that that ocean was probably frosty. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the rest of it, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I could not wear a coat on sand. I mean, that's horrific to me. The socks, shoes. Oh, goodness gracious. Who, I don't like sand with no shoes on, let alone with everything. Oh. <laughs> that made my stomach hurt. Well, th- this episode was very strong about, you know, talking about civil rights and, you know, actively protesting or gathering in groups. And, you know, you can see how in small groups they motivate, but there's also individuals that are like, I'm not sure if that's the right way, you know, and it shows the debate with even within. Um, and then to show the, the officer come by and kick him off the beach basically because they're black, you know. Um, even when he's a shows that he's an officer and they could completely disregard him, you know, it's showing a catalyst, but where is that leading Drake to go? You know, he says, I'm a damn cop, you know, but no, the, the, and this is what I was talking about. The courtroom drama. It's everyone is being funneled towards having to testify, having to testify, having to get on the stand. His big dilemma 
And whether or not he's going to do anything is whether or not he's going to testify. If he's going to tell the truth about the blood trail, the, the denture, trail. all that kind of stuff. Being told to change his report, all that stuff. Yeah, there's but a here's crime the in that yeah, report. But here's the problem. He can't say, he can't mention the denture. Yeah. Because if he's a police officer and withheld evidence. He doesn't have to. We're going to also see the coroner get called to the stand too, more than likely. Yeah. They're going to, that's what I'm saying. But you have to understand, he has to say that I found the denture on the stairs. No, he doesn't because Perry can say that. Uh, Perry's the attorney now. He's not, can't lie. But they don't have to, the dentures don't, aren't I don't really know. need it. They have the dead body and they're going to say that he didn't kill himself. The dentures don't even have to be in evidence. Well, that's, that's wrong. You have two coroner reports. Mm-hmm. One that says he committed suicide and one that says he was murdered. Yes. Okay. So it'll be like the dual, it'll be competing corners, right? But the denture proves that he was the body at the scene. Yeah. But also the blood trail leading out of the room proves that he died there, not at his home. Correct. But this is before DNA. This is before all that. So that you have to say that the only way you can say is that the smoking gun is the denture that fits perfectly in his mouth was found in the alley where the bloody is. No, because you can just say, we know that he was there. How? Because he didn't kill himself. But that's what they're, they're not claiming that he wasn't there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, How do you prove that he was in that building and he was the third henchman that got shot without the denture? Actually, you're right because they... You can't. They, they don't think he was there. Exactly. The denture sure. is the key. It proves that he was the guy who got shot in the shoulder, the blood trail going up, and landed in the alley because they found the teeth in the alley. Ugh. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, that is my, I wonder the conundrum there. Now, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody listening to this going, oh, well, that's simple. So if you got that answer, please send it to us, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, I know, but I think, I feel like we're missing a detail. I also feel like, was he shot in the back? He was shot in the shoulder, in yeah, the arm. I know. In the back, though? I don't he think shot so. in the front? I, I don't remember either. I can't remember. So Pretty sure it was the front. Yeah, it was front. I, don't, I just know that, like I said, everything is being funneled towards this courtroom. people having to testify. Where does Sister Alice get into it? Is it only because she's connected, these people are connected to the church and she's trying to resurrect the child? Yes, I think so. I mean, but how does that add I'm, to the story when it comes to his courtroom drama? Well, he got we, him to become a lawyer. You, to I me, don't think we know yet. Do we, are we thinking this is just a way of bringing in a, you know, a current affair that you know, really highlights the time of L.A. at the time? Because relating to a, a you know a real person of the Nah, I don't feel like that's the case. I just only because they're they're, they're too focused on it. The, the they fact put that way that too Emily much is, time on her to say that it's just something in the background. Right. Emily is involved. You know what I mean? They're bailing out Emily. I mean, so it's like, no, there's more to this. And if it's, I mean, and she's talking about resurrecting the child. I mean. I mean, I think all that's what ultimately gets Perry to become a lawyer, though. If there's aren't all these antics surrounded it, one of these other lawyers would have been willing to take the case. Yeah, because, I mean, it's right now it's. You know, cannon fodder, it's death, it's job killer. Yeah, so I mean, there's enough to say that Sister Alice has moved the plot forward enough by making such a big show, by saying she's going to raise Charlie, that that's what got Perry into this predicament. Possible. I I know, but it was a... I mean, it's more shadows than over the head. A sequence, though, when when she's 
she asks Israelis at the gravesite, mm-hmm. are you going to have to dig up Charlie to bring him back? That was a lot heavier of a line than I was expecting. Absolutely. And then... Like, when that dawned on me, it was like, oh, man. And Emily uh, is in, like, a like a daze. Have you noticed? I mean, she's... she's glazed over. Yeah, yeah. She's, like, not there. Um, So, I don't know what's going on with this part. But if you looked at Alice's face when she asked the question, she was kind of like, uh, yeah, like that hadn't even dawned on her. Like that was a fantastic line. Yeah, I'm just like, bravo to the show writer. In, in a way, like I said, I think Sister Alice is gonna bring attention to something, not bring Charlie back from the dead. I mean, I'm still big on this. He didn't kill Baggerly or whoever didn't end up killing Charlie, but there was a different baby. I mean, I think that's the thing that ends up making the most sense. When this is all said and done. I mean, it's a it's bold. I mean, if you think about it, if it was a you know a child that looked very similar, and again, I just you know as a parent, I just don't I just don't see it. But yeah, you know, that'd be pretty go. wild. I mean, I would be disappointed. I will think it's thin yeah. if that's what they decide. To that's go. fair, but I mean, like she didn't get to see the burial, so I mean, there was a lot that she didn't. She got separated from the baby very quickly. Is all yeah. I'm saying without being able to see him again. Yeah, I don't and there's know. not a lot of photos or anything back then to. And not to mention, we haven't seen. We got a little glimpse of Perry using the thread. Yeah, trying to find that. We haven't heard anything else about that since. That was episode two. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, once again, this is all stuff that's just going to come out. You know, this is all the evidence that Dell is hiding. Yes, you know, which fantastic job by her. There's yeah. throughout this entire episode. I think she carried the episode. If you really think about it. Yeah, she's very solid. She kills it most I mean, of the time. She was smart enough to realize who the lawyer was and be like, okay, you're playing from the DA. Oh, Listens yeah. in is on the phone in the old, oldest way possible. Like, I remember as a kid listening to my brother's conversations, like trying to pick up the phone or like your parents, you know, you're going to get in trouble trying to figure what's going on. Expert with the hand already down picks it up. And at uh, what point? I mean, she knows they were going to meet. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point do you tail them and take photos and try to embarrass the DA, you know, cause that's all they're going to try to do is embarrass Emily to get this case. So mm-hmm. it's like, start throwing his, well, it's, all about how, it's all about how she's judged as an individual, not by the evidence of the case. Yeah. But if you start making but, everybody think that the DA is dirty by taking photos with the opposing counsel. Yeah. Meeting in secret. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right. sketchy at best. Knowing to get the assistant DA to train Perry to pass the bar exam. Yeah. That's uh which that's a great addition to have on your side too. As soon as Perry realizes, boom, okay, you're gunning for his seat. Let's see. Well, I can't trust you. Good play for Della. Yeah. Go in there and be like, look, you want his seat. We have a way to embarrass the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's running for governor, so he's not even running for this position anymore. Yeah, so he's putting he nothing into the campaign. Yeah. No reelection campaign. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, step into a shoes or people of a disgraced DA instead, you know? Mm hmm. I mean, to work she out. absolutely killed it. Um, we still don't really know much about her lover. She is back in the gloves. Yeah. Which, yeah, the gloves are back on. And then there's also, I mean, she kisses this assistant DA on the way out the door. Oh, that's on the cheek. That's just like pleasantries. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's 1930 pleasantries. That's all I took that as. It's very possible. Yeah. Very possible. I'm just saying, I. Threw me for a loop a little bit. She didn't seem like the kiss on the cheek t- kind of gal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, she came from money. So that was something. Yeah, that, we did get uh, a little backstory on her. 
you know. Which also, bravo to whoever decided to make that shot when we're on the train. We have the door open and they're just sitting outside or sitting Super at that ass. door. So, yeah. yeah, they're a great visual. They're like great. HBO and door shots. And I got to be honest, it looked real. Yeah, they were definitely on that train. Looked like they were on a train. <laughs> well, if they weren't on the train, kudos to whoever did that. You yeah. Know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So that kudos, 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 you know. Yeah. But here, how... We all were sitting there watching this, and we all like, he has to be related. Oh, you know what scene I'm talking about here? <laughs> when we are going, we are at the graveside, and only they, only Mr. Jonathan's son, who is actually, you know, comes John Lithgow. That is his actual son, Ian Lithgow, who's playing his son on the on this on the show. And I've seen some uncanny resemblances in my day. I thought they de-aged him. But then you also add the that voice. they have the same voice. Which, that is this a very is distinct voice. Like, I mean, that, that's not something it's, that you just pick that, up. The mannerisms alone. Yeah. You know? But the they look the tall. Now, I'm assuming they did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make him look as much like him as you possibly can. But they didn't have to try very hard at all. No. no. Like, um, we literally all thought that maybe they CG'd John, uh, Lithgow, down. John Lithgow down in age. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I was like, I got to look this up. Look it up. Sure yeah. enough, it's Ian Lithgow. I mean, because they already have that technology from Westworld, so it was just like, oh, you know. This oh yeah. Is, oh well, yeah, we've seen it many watch, times. Watch too. Avengers or watch, you know, Ant Man. Watch how they make Michael Douglas look like a young man. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Just come on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but then, like you said, I'd never heard him talk or anything. And it was just like, uh, <laughs> well, this I, isn't okay. I even started to think, like, I think they dubbed Lithgow's voice it's, over this guy's voice. But he looks too much like him. So yeah. I was like, this dude has to be related to him. Yeah. And yeah. sure enough, his son. Solid. His son, just... who's apparently also an amazing actor on the yeah, Broadway he, side. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of Tonys. He's, they both went to Harvard, graduated. I mean, like, hey, more power to him, man. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, I think that's huge. Um, but, but I mean, Perry's going to somehow pass this thing in two and a half weeks. Well, he, he does. He, he's already passed. Oh, because he, he, he does swearing him in. Swearing yeah. him in at the end. But. So how much time has passed from the beginning of this case to right now, do we think? I think a couple months, maybe a month. It seems like a month. She yeah. said two weeks for the bar exam, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and he had to study and stuff like that. I'd say probably close to a month. Yeah. month, okay. month and a half of time. And they've cleaned him up. He looks better. You know, well, both, all of like Perry doesn't have the dark, you know, dark shadows under his eyes. He's shaved better. He looks like he's actually gotten a little bit of sleep. Yeah, his suit looks professional. It, that's the other thing I was going to say. It was like I was waiting for like Sister Alice to be like, "You can be her lawyer, but we're going to get you a new suit." Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but then even like you know, and Do- Emily Dotson. I mean, her eyes actually aren't black yeah. now. She didn't, you know. Well, I mean, she's sleeping on the you know, cushy on the, bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sort nice. of perfect sleeper. Yeah. Nice yeah. feather down. <laughs> Yeah, uh, right? I, I don't know. I, I, this is, you know, when you're this close, you know, you're over halfway. You got to really think about where are you going for these characters? You know what I mean? What are, what does you, what do you see as the outcome for these characters moving forward? You know, I mean, we've been told by our, our listenership and everything else that Drake is, you know, was the character in the original show that was the PI. Do we see him becoming a PI for Perry Mason? I mean, I think Do we before, see him stay a cop? You know, I think does before that, this is over, he's a PI. Does that mean that Pete, his longtime friend, and by the way, Pete nailed this episode also? Yeah, you we know, don't talk, talk about him enough. No, yeah, um, but I mean, just his conversation going toe to toe with Enos. Yeah, never backing down or anything. 
Yeah, and no, no, his conversation with Perry afterwards. <laughs> yeah. He's like, turn hey, down Dale. I'll pay you. You. <laughs> Wait, anyone who uses the word quinky dink, yeah. they're an ace in my book. Like, That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't think that term was ever created until the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll rock it. <laughs> only Pete's allowed to say it. So what is Pete's future? If we, you know, if we feel like Drake is coming into that into that fold, hey, we can have two PIs. Yeah, I don't think Pete goes away. Okay, um, you know, like I said, Sister Alice, her mother. You know, um, I mean, I feel Adele is just going to fill into the same shoes she is now. Now that Perry, she might become an associate. Yeah, I mean, like, I think I think we see Sister Alice and her mother move on. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that the, if there's a season two, I don't see them being a part of it. No, I don't. I don't see that. It, this the church having such a heavy influence of this entire season makes me feel like the the ultimate bad guy is affiliated or connected to the church in a capacity, and that's what between Alice and that connection, that's what you see the temple dismantle. Yeah, I can so, see that very to easily. Me, that is the that to me that is what the reason you have kept her character in the temple and you know all this in the light as long as they have. But you also said something too, though. We've seen her get snakes dumped on her. We saw the guy in the wheelchair. We, you, you even said like, "Holy shit, is he about to pull a gun?" Yeah, because when he pulled his hand, how many times have we watched a show? You know, because I look at that stuff now. Because after they threw the snakes on her, after this little girl, yeah, yeah. starts hollering blasphemy and all this stuff, like I was like, well, "This guy can have a piece." We yeah. see her get shot a couple times right here on the stage. And I know what I said about the elder that's out there preaching in the parking lot right now, but could easily see a moment towards. You know, getting clo- getting close to Easter, where he mm. actually kills her. Yeah. You know, that'd be pretty heavy. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If it's like right before it's supposed to happen, like that, and you see her get gunned down, or yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I mean, like, I don't know. It's like this. I don't, and that makes me not want to know what happened to the character it's based on of the past. You know what I mean? Like, oh, definitely you know, don't do research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, it might give us a clue. Which who knows. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm spitballing, like, where are these characters going to end up? So, uh, here's the thing. I think after the next episode, we're going to have to be looking at some form of a organized breadcrumb trail, if that makes sense. I I think it all comes out. Dead last. I think it just all comes out in the courtroom. Okay. That makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how else do you end? Uh eight episode court series. Like, I mean, this is not an easy thing to pull off. And well, we haven't we been see, in court yet, but one scene for bail. I mean, we're five episodes in and we've seen one scene with a judge in court. Well, I mean, and there's a reason law and order is only 44 minutes long. Like it's yeah, not and, easy to do 15, court. 20 minutes of it's the court part. You know, I, I think we're going to get a couple things. I think we're also going to get the, uh, dishonorable discharge information about Perry too. Yeah. They're going to attack his character. Yeah. Well, I think we're just going to find out exactly. I don't think you can really the situation. I don't think so. I mean, like, there's no reason to attack an opposing lawyer. They're no, no, not no. On I'm trial not even saying anything. that. I'm just if you remember the first episode. Yeah, we Baggerly. see Perry, No, Perry Mason is on the stand talking about something, and remember the lawyer keeps attacking him, mm-hmm. bringing up his dishonorable discharge and stuff. No, you are right about that. So it's but, like, I, I feel like it's going to come full circle. I think the DA would do it at any length. That's if, the thing. If yeah. he's willing to do what happened to EB, then he will definitely go after Perry. I just don't see how yeah. you do that, though. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, attack a person's swing. credibility all day. But that's the thing. But he's a lawyer. You're, There's going to be credibility is not under. It don't matter. There's going to be opening statements. There's going to be opening statements. Now you can you no. can drop the lawyer and Emily at the same time. No, he, when he walks out of the courtroom, he can say, "Well, you know, just like when the guy goes, well, you can call her a whore.' No, somebody who kills a child is much worse. He can just sit there and start bashing him about his you know service record. Well, you yeah. know, I can I can't believe I'm having to sit here and fight. Yeah. You know. You know, debate law with a you know former killer. You know, and dishonorably discharged. Da 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 da. You can. The newspaper yeah. is I mean, the way to kill him. But I mean, like, what's the point? He's just a lawyer. He's not on trial, so I don't, don't see if you poison the jury, pool. The jury's eyes. Yeah, you got to poison the hearing. pool. Look, she's a kill. She killed her own baby, and she's being represented by you know a war monster. You know, you know. Think about it. I mean, you poison the pool. Okay. You know? You just you just make it look real dark on one side. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I can well, see what you're think saying. Think about now, think but. about today's media right now. I mean, think about that. I mean, think you know, if they don't like something or want to pitch something in a in a in negative light, what it what effect it has? He could do the exact same thing as court, the DA, court of public opinion. Remember? No, you yeah. are right, and I mean, I just. I didn't think attacking the lawyer really mattered, but when you do say it, like a kill, only a killer would represent another killer in court. Let me ask you a question: If you're on a jury and you're you're looking at an attorney you don't know, and there's nothing like that, but then the other attorney is Michael Avenetti, do you, you're like, hmm, you know, do you mean because you've heard negative things about this other person, you're probably going to look at that person differently? No, well, not to mention you're mostly going to be. On the prosecutor's side. I mean, that's kind of what you look at. Yeah, for. you're automatically going to lean towards. The defense attorney is always looked at as the shadier one, you know, because you're defending a monster. Hey, I've right? seen The Wire, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> so, Fantastic I mean, show, by the way. Yeah. So it's just the optics are going to be, they're hard at first anyway, but then you add on, you know, the mindset in that era. No, like, I mean, y'all, y'all definitely changed my opinion on this. and. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to, but it's definitely going to matter. So my, oh. my only question is, should Perry go in with a red stapler? Would that increase or harm his oh odds? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, everybody. Cash realized as of today that this was the character from Office Space. Yes. <laughs> look, he had too much power. I've never seen him in a role of power or authority. Hey, look, to me, I just ought to show you his range as an actor. It um, really does. Dude, legit. I mean, because yeah. when he walked in in the second episode, commanding everything, I was like, "Oh my god, completely different person." Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. But I think that's about it. I yeah, I mean, episode wise, yeah. I mean, I think it was great to see Perry got to see his son. You know, he got to see his ex wife, and they did some little tidbits. You know, shout out to the homemade bread. I've yeah. uh, made a few of those loaves now during this quarantine. Good uh, God, same gosh. here. Hey. Yeah. Look, I mean, all sourdough. Of this be, I have made a lot of sourdough, but that don't was not sourdough. Don't be jealous over there. Look, I will bring a loaf of sourdough next week, and you'll be like, "Oh, okay, you're right." That's fine with me. Yeah, <laughs> add to that kegerator. Yeah. Anyway, guys, as always, make sure you check us out on social media. That's uh, Bleed TV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, email Bleed TV Podcast at gmail Again, thank you for all the wonderful emails. Wow! And our, by the way, thank you for the wonderful uh, reviews. And if you haven't done that, as always, we ask you and encourage you to do this, do that for us. But I think we're going to call it a night, um, and we look forward to next week. So this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach, and I'm Jake, and I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all there.